I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi, folks. How are you today? Today, let me the first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we get messed up, I'm not our psychiatrist. If you're starting to you diagnose with autism, please see a physician. I'll just based on my experiences. I'll throw on the right to the intro and after that, I found on ytmp3.com. I also have a mission statement to review with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the stigma off of autism and other conditions that may think are disabilities. People on spectrum are not broken and not need to be fixed. Those who have conditions or abilities want to be pitting, there's nothing to be sorry about. I also have some people I like to thank. First, we start with the fact that we had our monthly board meeting in October. Through this meeting, we decided that that we would be having a board retreat next month. Be on the lookout for that. Last Saturday was a busy day because we first attended the 2023 Balloon Fest Kiwani's Isle to see our incredible board member, Jake May, perform. He did fantastic. Later that evening, Jake and Aaron Patrick Smith joined us at the Bluebird once more to conduct more fundraising. It was also enjoyable. After entering the Debbie Awards, I got the word that I was a silver winner for individual episodes for DEI, which is Diversity, Equality, and Inclusion, slash Education. I was honored to be selected. Last Friday, I revisited a friend who I met in Stewart, Florida. I saw Jeff. Hancock. I got to give podcasting tips to one of his clients through EmployU. EmployU is a nonprofit that facilitates employment for people with disabilities and creates an inclusive workforce through advocacy, empowerment, and education. It's not just a job search, it's a healthy network committed to offering customized experiences and guiding clients through a difficult process. A fresh speed network event was also done by me. The program was known as the Social Enterprise Business Networking through Bricklist Services. I met some new friends for certain. Instead, the last episode I appeared on many podcasts. I was on the Creative Street podcast with Stephanie S. Scotto, the M4G Advocacy Journeys podcast with Crystal Schultz and co-host Mark Dessa, the Sip of Inspiration podcast with Stephanie Wilson-Coleman, the Undiscovered Entrepreneur podcast with Jesse Blount, and the Let's Talk About This podcast with Crystal Hick. What great podcasts, everyone. Now, folks, we're right back here an ad for the barn on Maryland Ridge, so let's get to it. There's the hidden gem in Easter Green County, folks, Fowler's Pumpkin Patch, and the barn on Maryland Ridge running barn. Autism Roxville is very proud to tell you about one of our friends, Perry and Renee Fowler, and their place of business. Both Fowler Pumpkin Patch and the barn on Maryland Ridge is a relaxing drive approximately 15 minutes from the heart of Bloomington, Indiana, and an hour south of Indianapolis. You can find them at 5347 South Green County Line, Bloomington, Indiana, 47403. The property has numerous pictures locations including several rolling fields, antique tractors, rented rustic barns, trees, and much more. Customized wedding packages are offered on their website. The surrounding area also provides several hotels in which to have your guests stay for your destination wedding. Also, Fowler's Pumpkin Patch is a family-operated seasonal pumpkin patch. It is the perfect place to take your family for some fall fun. Enjoy picking out pumpkins, hay rights, or core mates, and and the Penny Zoo, call the Fowler's Day at 812-327-4895 or 812-325-6022. Alright folks, we're back. You're definitely hear the words I do at this wedding barn. So today we actually have another family member on my show. It is my Aunt, Aunt Debbie. So Aunt Debbie, how are we doing, my friend? Pretty good. Awesome. So my first question for you is, what does having a nephew with autism mean to you? All it means to me is that you're my nephew, Sam. The fact that you have autism doesn't really impact how I deal with you. How do you deal with me? <laughs> Hopefully the same way I deal with anybody else. Fair enough. I'll give you that one. Yeah, talk to you, see what you'd like, see how things are going, what you're up to. I'm definitely doing a lot, as you can tell. You're definitely busy nowadays. Now, what were your first thoughts when you learned that I had autism? When I learned, I remember just asking your mom what led her to think that you might have an issue to even get you tested for something like that. Autism was becoming more known, but it isn't as even well known as it is now. So I was just curious about how even you'd ask about that. And there was a lot of ways you can ask about it. I mean, there's the one way where you could just be like, is this autism or not? One of the things she told me is there's certain markers that most people achieve by a certain time. 
I think also he really paid attention to like road signs, which most little kids that was your age at that time didn't really pay attention to. I paid attention to road signs? I do not remember that. It was that or the number of the road signs. How do you think my brain operates based on what you have seen from observation? I think you're just a pretty black and white, this is how it is, I call it how I see it, not a lot of nuances. Is there any times you can think of where I didn't understand nuance around you in particular? What what I'm thinking of is, and I don't remember what you said, that we were at a family dinner or we put something, and I just thought, I can't believe you said that. I do that a lot. I speak before I think, when in reality, I need to think before I speak, but it's a habit I got to work on. Your family, we all know you. We know that you're a good person and that you try to be very nice people and freedom right said that we know that that if something gets blurted out that you don't mean anything still by it from your personal perspective what is the most rewarding and the most difficult part about having a nephew who has autism i have just been really impressed with how you taking something that could be a negative for you and you've really made it a positive with your podcast and how you try to positively impact other people that have autism and just bring awareness to it, the event you've had to bring awareness. I didn't expect the event, to be honest with you. When the gala first, I was like, are we really doing this? Because I was expecting this to be a hobby. Fine, you might. Here you are going to school for media and podcast. That's pretty big to me. Now, what advice would you give to other aunts that have a nephew with autism? I would just tell them to support the family, the parents, in any way that they can. Ask what you can do to help. It's hard to know sometimes what somebody might need help with. Just to read up on any information out there that might be helpful. I don't know a lot of people real well that have autism, but I know there's a very big range of behaviors that happen on the spectrum. So I imagine depending on where a person is on the spectrum makes a difference of what all could be done to help. Each person on the spectrum is going to require different services. One person might just need, okay, here, let's make a chart on how to get dressed for the day, while the other person might need a full list on how to get ready for the day. Yeah, and then I know some people on the spectrum are even nonverbal, so that's going to require a whole nother set of tools. Right, and I'm just thankful that we have them because we go back in history, it wasn't there. You may not understand until it's part of your life. And I think people need to understand it, period. This kind of goes until you walk in somebody's shoes, it can really change how you think about something. Now, what is something I do not know about you? Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but I used to love gymnastics, and I would be in the camp all summer long. And you know that field where Grandma and Grandpa's mailbox is? Uh-huh. I'd do backflips all the way across that field. <laughs> well, I can tell you this, like mother, like daughter, because one of your daughters was into that stuff as a child. Me and your dad, we had little mini bikes. We'd always ride around, and Grandpa liked to tell the story where we were coming around the barn, and we didn't see each other, and right at the corner, we did each other and left. We said arms and legs were just flying everywhere. <laughs> now, folks, we're right back here at After the Doug 
Flutie Jr. Autism Foundation. So let's get to it. At the Doug Flutie Jr. Autism Foundation in Massachusetts, people are receiving help. The organization was established in 1998 by Doug Flutie, a former quarterback for Boston College and the NFL, and his wife, Lori, in the memory of their son, Dougie, who was diagnosed with autism at the age of three. The goal of the Flutie Foundation is to improve the quality of life for those with autism and their families. The biggest action they'd like to do is give grants and host their annual Stars on the Spectrum golf event. Our goal is to offer chances for physical and social activity outside of work or school, a path for education or employment during the day, and the resource needs you always feel safe, supported, and informed the Doug Flutie Jr. Autism Foundation says. Make sure to visit them or their website, www.flutiefoundation.org, or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even YouTube to see all the stars they have to offer. And you never know, you might be able to meet one of their stars. Finally, this was my testimony. This will be my testimony for the Doug Flutie Jr. Autism Foundation. All right, folks, we're back. You might meet Doug Flutie there. You never know. So now I want to know, is there anything that I taught you about having autism or anything that taught you with me being autistic? Definitely, because I'd heard of it, but I really didn't know much about it until you were diagnosed. The biggest thing for me is there's such a wide range of what can happen with autism. Oh my gosh, it's crazy what people can do with autism. I mean, look at the history books. I think if you have the label autism, you might be just considered a game changer off the bat. I know, but I'm here that some people with autism are just, you know, really geniuses in certain areas. And then maybe in other areas, they can't do things that a lot of people, they think most people can do. It's very frustrating to see that some people on the spectrum think, oh, they can't cook. They can't do nothing. That belief is blows my mind. Sometimes it just takes a different set of tools. I mean, we all have different skill sets and need different tools to deal with things, whether we have autism or not. So this is my opinion of you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but again, very observative person coming out. From what I've seen, you are probably one of the most loyal members of the family and very punctual. However, to a point, I think your hearing's terrible. So where'd you learn that punctuality? And have you always had bad hearing? The punctuality was from my mom. She always made sure we left in time to get places, not just when we were supposed to be there, but a little bit before when we were supposed to be there. If you're on time, you're late. For the listeners, if you listen to C222, accept them for who they are by Grandma Alice. But yes, I can agree with you. Alice is very punctual. I would probably say I'm going to blame her for my bad hearing speech since she has hearing aids. Well, now that I describe you, or attempted to at least, how would you describe me? Caring. I've heard you not describe yourself this way, but to me, I think you're pretty outgoing because I don't know very many people who enjoy or who get up in front of crowds and talk like you do. I once heard that public speaking was like the number one fear that people have. You're not afraid to get out there and show people who you are and talk about what you care about. Well, I'll tell you why. I am good at public speaking because I'm in control. The person on stage, the teacher, is me. Get me in a place where I'm not the teacher, that might be a different story. Or people I'm not comfortable with, like family, okay, I can probably socialize pretty darn well there. But complete strangers or people who are acquaintances, try again. It's a different social situation. I don't think people realize how big social situations can affect the way those on the spectrum socialize. There's a lot of variables and we never know what's going to happen next. 
Exactly, and sometimes the variables are unsolved. Now, folks, we're right back here at ad from the Rock 96.1 radio station, so let's get to it. We want to thank 96.1 The Query, especially David and Danny for being a gold sponsor for our summer fest. 96.1 resides in Bloomington, Indiana, and like autism rocks and rolls, they rock and roll too. Visit their website, rock961fm.com, listen to them live or on their website, or catch them on the radio in your car. If you like Kiss, Queen, 80s Rock, or ZZ Top, I think you've just found your station. 96.1 supports our veterans, so you should support them too. Visit 96.1 and keep rocking. Yeah. All right, folks, we're back. You'll definitely rock gap to this radio station. So we'll just wrap it up here, Debbie, and these are for fun. So what is your paradise meal or favorite food, and why is it your favorite? Oh, man. My favorite food is ice cream. Chocolate ice cream with peanut butter in it. Am I missing out on the peanut butter? I think you're missing out a little bit, but there's plenty of things to substitute, so... You're probably okay. Now, what is your favorite movie or TV show? Why do you like it? Well, I just finished watching 20 seasons of NCIS. I just have always kind of liked murder mysteries, but I also really love, like, the Harry Potter series, the adventure, the whole new universe. Harry Potter, for me, while I get the concept, I feel like it's too cheesy. For me, when it first came out, there was really nothing out there like that, and it was books. And, you know, the books get to know what people are thinking, things they can't really tell you in a movie. And it was a whole new universe. Killer is coming for now. Yeah, everybody's seen in movies a million times. Society's more saturated with it than more than 20 years ago when it first came out. What has been your favorite vacation you've ever taken? And why did you enjoy that vacation very much? Probably my most favorite was in December when I got to go to Switzerland and see Caleb. Then another one high on the list was my trip to Hawaii. It was very very beautiful there. I know you went to Switzerland. I want to ask you about that real quickly. So, can you tell us any differences between Switzerland and America? Or any similarities that are like, this is what Americans would do too? One thing that stuck out very much is, to me, compared to our food, their food is so bland. But when I tell Kayla that, she laughs now because she's used to their food. And she says most Europeans think our food is I could cite that argument because we have hot sauce. The landscaping there, of course, being from the Midwest, we don't see the mountains like we did there. I have been to, like, West Virginia, which has mountains, but it was just so different than what I saw in Switzerland and how cold the wind did get there wasn't always when you're up in those mountains. I think because when I was in Switzerland, there was a lot more snow on the mountain. You saw a lot of people shooting and snowboarding, and I know you hear about a lot of that in Colorado, but I'm not as familiar with Colorado, so I'm not sure how much like the difference that would do. They tend to wear more neutral collars here, whereas a lot of people over here will wear white collars. You don't see a lot of people in baseball cap over there. Are there any good memories that you want to tell our viewers about? If you do, why do you remember that memory the most? So before you answer, I want you to 
end with something sentimental. Like, just something that makes you feel good inside. Like, man, life is really good right now. Like, there was no care in the world. And a funny Mary that made you fall on the floor laughing. It could be with your husband, who is also on the show for listeners, C228. Are you with Uncle Mike? Be with your children that you share with Uncle Mike. Or it could be with your grandson, too, that you share with Uncle Mike. Or it could be with your family, me, that you're calling when to answer it. Some of my best memories are, for sentimental anyway, is some of the family vacations that we took when the kids were younger. Like, we took a couple vacations to Myrtle Beach and stayed at the campground and it was really perfect for families with kids. One funny memory from one of those vacations is uh, we had just gotten Chloe and we had taken her with us and we came back for doing something and it was like a monsoon outside. So I don't remember where Chloe was but Uncle Mike had to go and get Chloe and she was just a mess. He and this, this monsoon was outside giving Chloe a bath and then I remember him tossing her in the car all drenched on us and that poor little doggy was shivering like he couldn't believe. <laughs> oh my god, I can imagine if it was that cold out. Yeah, it makes you feel any better. I'd shiver too. I'd be like, get away from me. Well, Aunt Debbie, I think that's all. Is there any closing remarks you'd like to say before we head out of here? No, thanks for having me on the show. I love you, Sam, and I'll talk to you later. Thanks for joining for this episode. Please join for another episode coming very soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much. You make me weak.